quick biscuit. Yeah. The <laughs> Brightwig biscuit. For just a quick biscuit. A little biscuit biscuit. Biscuit biscuit. Tea and biscuit. So like that. To, be, for, to all our listeners at home, I have lit a candle for ambiance. Oh. Un- unscented, unscented. I'm considering it. It is definitely scented. It smells good. No, it's unscented. What? It just smells like candle. Oh. <laughs> okay. Um, anyway. On that uh, note. This is your next obsession. You don't have to go on a reality show to find love. You can find it in your life by asking people about their obsessions. Obsessions. It'll make you seem interested and yeah. also is the best way to also then if you forgot how to talk to people when you're nervous like I do like my mom it's a great way to get to the crux my mom who like six months in was like oh your podcast I it's really it's a great it's a great conversation starter for people I'm like <laughs> yes <laughs> we only say that every, every episode, episode. <laughs> it's okay you know what here's the you know what? Much like me, mm-hmm. sometimes you you can hear things over and over again, but until yeah. you believe it for yourself, it doesn't really matter. So true. So, as my mother way also to get there in her own time. often says, people keep putting themselves in situations where they need to learn a lesson. It's true. Until they learn the lesson. It's true. It's honestly so true. Um, and so, that has been the pod. Yeah. <laughs> we just, like, threw so many nuggets of wisdom. Like, do we even need yeah, I think, to have I an think episode? It, I think we crushed it. Okay, great. Except we didn't actually talk about and an obsession. Good night. <laughs> good day and good night. And good day and good night, too. <laughs> um, okie dokie. Well, continuing our trend of not telling each other what we're going to talk about, it is your turn. It is. For an obsession. And I walked in and you said you already knew what you were going to talk about. I which do. Which is preferable. Yeah. And today, and here we go. I'm very excited. <laughs> Ooh, making little claw hands. Yes. I'm very excited to talk about biscuits. Huh. I am obsessed with biscuits. Interesting. They are my favorite food. This feels very similar to our fermentation episode, which just ended yes. up being about how to bake bread. Well, I'm glad we talked about that because this is tangential. Okay. But different. But its own. Some but, key differences. But deserves its own time. Some key differences because it is technically an unleavened bread product. Right, because doesn't the leavening come from the butter? Ba- uh, it comes from the baking soda. Oh, I always thought that the butter like created air pockets and then it rose. It does. That's part of it. That's part of why you get the layers. Oh, uh, okay. It's probably okay. why you get those flaky, flaky See, layers. I, but, yes. In yes. my brain, the layers are like, oh, there are layers, so it is tall. Right. But even in things that are like laminated, like a croissant or anything, like mm-hmm. those usually also have yeast. Interesting. So biscuits do not have yeast. I have made biscuits before and they did not have yeast. Yeah, that's... <laughs> Because you, you eat a biscuit. are correct. <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but you're right. <laughs> I love biscuits. I grew up eating the little, like, Pillsbury Doughboy biscuits oh, out of God. the tube. Tube biscuits. Um, the best part of those tubes is when you open them with the spoon. Oh, really? Because for me, that's the worst yeah, part. I, as I was saying it, <laughs> realized who I was talking to and was like, actually, maybe not. Me talking to the person who hates surprises maybe wouldn't like an exploding can <laughs> but there's no of future inside. bread. So that's exciting. Yes. Uh, that's what I grew up eating. And then obviously loved baking them and making them. There is nothing that compares to a fresh biscuit. They are so, 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 so good. And I think even I made homemade biscuits before I started like making bread. No, you definitely did. I definitely did. And I tried to get good because it is like a much 
easier point of entry to the bread product baking yeah. world. It's the, it, uh, the fun thing is that like it is as satisfying. Not, oh. I mean, I'm not going to say that. No, no, no. It is as that. I love it. I love me a biscuit. No, but I don't even mean the eating. I'm saying like when it comes out, it's like, oh my God, I made yes. like kind, I basically made bread. It's that same feeling, but you can do it like in an afternoon. You can yeah. do it in two hours without very much prep. Or, I've made homemade biscuits. Yeah, or emotional. Oh, I don't you? know if you know this. <laughs> yeah, it was exciting. It's very fun. And obviously, the biscuit is sort of in... We'll get into this. But there's lots right. of different kinds of biscuits. There's lots of different varieties. I think of it as a sort of uniquely American food huh. because it's sort of a fusion of a lot of different food cultures that like made their way here through different like waves of immigration. I did not know that. First of all... In the United States, biscuit means something different than if you're yes. in, like, the UK, Correct. which is where it started. The, a biscuit there is, like, a cookie. Yeah. Or, like, a tea cookie. I got very confused on GBBO. Yeah, it's so confusing. Yeah. Biscuits are, like, shortbread and things like that, which is not not the same thing as it is here. But, like, that's what our biscuits evolved from. Uh, they, are like, evolved from, like, hardtack, which is sort of, like, a savory, like, English or Scottish or British biscuit. Mm. That's that you could. That's like easy to travel. It's easy to make. It's just like water and flour and lard and some other stuff. And then as it came to the United States, and we didn't have access or didn't not as many people had yeast that was readily accessible because it's expensive and hard to maintain pre refrigeration because it's just gonna die. Um, a lot of people we like there was the advent of like baking soda and baking powder, and that's eventually what leavened the breads and made like fluffier things but they're also in the scone family they're in yeah, the, they are, they're yeah. in the soda bread family so oh, there's so bread. i think there is like a lot of influence from like irish soda bread and like cornbread and like other quick breads yeah cornbread does feel like a similar kind of yeah just with cornmeal instead of flour and yeah. yeah and obviously not all american biscuits have like the big chunks of butter that is sort of like the traditional American all-butter biscuit that we think of. Um, but that's, I think, just briefly and very generally how we got biscuits. Let me ask you this, because biscuits seem like a very inherently Southern food. Oh, oh such do a good question. Oh, great. Do I know what? Do, you, uh, do Why? Like, why, yes. if, if it's all of these cultures, why specifically the such, South? Such a good cue. Great. Um, Please A So here's the thing about, there's there is a thing in baking that some there's like a big there's sort of like a mason dixon line divide in some like baking practices so in the south because of their like relatively more temperate winters and warmer summers the wheat that grows there is actually like results in a softer flour than in the north so some people particularly southern bakers and like home chefs and cooks only use southern like white lily flour it is a thing and some people in the north like use like King Arthur or they use gold mill or it's much more common. And it's more common than you would find here. Like it's hard in California to find like white lily flour. But yeah, but white white lily self-raising flour and white white lily white lily white wings. But especially white lily is like the brand for a lot of people when it comes to baking, if you're in the south, because it actually does have a different texture and like it's a different like strain of wheat. So it results in a slightly different product. Baking anything? Not yeah, just baking, biscuits. Baking any, especially baked goods, like biscuits and those things that rely on sort of like a, a tender crumb structure mm-hmm. or like a very ten, like a, a soft, crumbly texture. I think some people will only use white lily flour. Now, you mentioned something. Mm-hmm. You said uh, white lily self-rising flour. Mm. What? I mean, like, I, and I get in the name the difference between flour and self-rising flour. Like, it's pretty self-explanatory. But mm-hmm. what is the difference 
in the flour. Do another, you know? Yes, I do. Oh, An- great. Another great cue. So when you're making biscuits, you can use all-purpose flour. Most recipes will just call for that and have you add in like baking soda and salt and stuff and baking powder. Self-rising flour already has that mixed in. So it already has, with the all-purpose flour, bleached or unbleached, usually also has some leavening agent and a little bit of salt. Okay, so the flour is not different. They just add the things that yeah. already make it So rise. the product Got is it. different. Okay. Yeah, so you just don't have to measure out separate things. It's just faster. And some recipes do call for self-raising flour for biscuits. Which do you use? Uh, for the biscuit recipe that I've been using the most recently, it calls for self-raising flour. And mm-hmm. this is a the recipe that I really like, which is from the Big Bottom Market in, I think, Guerneville, California in Ooh. Sonoma County. They have a book that my mom got me, and they're all about the Big Bottom Biscuit, is what they call it. Like, they're like a sandwich place and whatever. I haven't been there. I just have the book. But, you get, like, they, they have, they're they known for their biscuits, which are sort of, like, wide and square that they make sandwiches into and stuff. But they their recipe is more of a drop biscuit, which is different than an all-butter biscuit because it's not laminated and the dough is very wet. Yes. As in, you just, like, scoop it. It's closer to a batter and you drop it onto and the pan. Is yeah. that the kind of thing that I've seen before where you, like, make a stew and then you drop biscuit on top of it and then cook it and then it makes, like, a crust? That is... Kind of? Similar. Okay. I think what you're thinking of is dumplings. Yes. But it's very that similar. That is what I'm thinking I of. also love dumplings. But yes, a very similar principle. Okay. It is essentially a very wet biscuit dough. Great. Yeah. Great question. Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, I love me a biscuit. I love making biscuits. All butter biscuits are great. And I made them once for Thanksgiving and they were a hit. They are a little... You just have to be careful because it's sort of like making pie in that you want the butter to be, to be really cold. cold because you yes. get the, as you know, you get the chunks of butter that get coated in the flour and that prevents it from like totally incorporating with the other ingredients. And then the butter melts, it, it produces steam. And then that's how you get the like lovely flaky layers yes. that we love in a biscuit. And that, um, that is the biscuit nearest and dearest to my heart. And like the drop biscuits don't have that texture. It's more of like a crumbly fall apart. I see. Almost like a cake-like. KFC. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like a KFC biscuit, which I also love. I mean, they're really so good. good. <laughs> they are so good. I love a biscuit with cheese. Ooh, I yeah. love a biscuit with some herbs. Mm. But, you know, if I'm going to make biscuits for myself, I'm just going to go straight ahead, down the middle, very straightforward biscuit. Because then you can have it with a lot of different stuff. Oh, so you, you mean like not additional flavors. Yeah. So, but do you do, you do the drop biscuit the butter biscuit or the lard biscuit? Probably the drop biscuit is what I've been doing the most recently. That's your go-to. Okay. Yeah, that's my go-to. And it's also, it's a little bit less labor intensive because you don't have to like cut the butter up into right. the dough and like be careful about not letting it melt and like all that stuff. And you don't have to chill the batter. You just, you can just like mix it, literally mix it, mix your dry, mix your wet, mix them together, you know, drop them in a little bit of flour so they get coated so they're a little bit separate in the pan and then bake it. Is that what you put on top of the peach cobbler when you made peach cobbler? Yes. Yeah, that was fucking good. And like, <laughs> and I would, and I would say, like that kind of a biscuit is more common for a cobbler because, mm. like, an all butter biscuit, it's just I don't think you're going to get the same result. And it, I think it's a little, it's just a little less labor intensive. It's a little less finicky, and I think you get a better texture. Like, you don't, it, you're not going to get something that's as crispy or as 
you know, like has that nice crust that an all butter biscuit has in a cobbler anyway, because it gets yeah. soaked, it soaks in all the liquid and stuff. So I feel like you're in that case, you're better off with something because it's in the more of a dessert family. I think it makes sense to go with something that's a little more cake-like. Yeah. I think uh, the reason I conflated dumplings with mm. biscuits also is because I did see you do that. And yes. in my brain, it looked the same as yeah. when you do. It's very similar. And also when I think dumpling, I think of like a filled. Yeah. Um, like, like skin. Yeah. Not a, like, dollop of dough. <laughs> Which, like, I know that, like, chicken and dumplings is like that. It's not. Mm. It's and not I love like, chicken and dumplings. It's not like dim sum. Right. Which a, is what I think dumpling, of. Yeah. Any other questions? Is that all you have to say about biscuits? Uh, I would not. I can go on. I mean, I can tell you about the biscuits I made. <laughs> yes. I guess I'll only add by saying that, like, uh, I guess... Why I love biscuits. I had them on Christmas morning this year. And another reason I love biscuits is because my boyfriend makes very good gravy, like sausage Ooh, gravy. That's a good call. And biscuits though. and gravy is the best breakfast. See, here's the thing. I'm always disappointed when I go to restaurants and there's biscuits and gravy because it's always like butter and meat and usually the meat is pork. Yeah. But I've seen some recipes for some vegetarian gravy. You can make vegetarian gravy. Like seems i mean it's just a lot of like mm, heavy cream and butter and pepper like why is that not gonna taste good exactly everything's good about it like that sounds amazing it's a very heavy breakfast but it's filling and i i like that it comes out of a like a couple different culinary traditions and like every culture kind of has a food like that that's cheap and easy to make and like easy to bring Mm -hmm. with you and Mm -hmm. store and all that good stuff and i sort of i like the bootstrappiness of it for lack of a better no, word. No, it's it's rustic. It's like It is, yeah. It's homey. It is homey. And it, I mean, I think it I think it connects you to I think it's easy now to not really be connected to like the people who make the food you eat or the where you get your ingredients from or anything, but it's nice to make stuff like that and just be reminded of that like it, a couple generations ago, it was very common for most people to source their own food that way and that um you know, it's it's not actually that far away from how we live now. It's just because of, like, the commercialization of our, like, food industry. It's, it's easy, true. It's easy to feel that. And way. also, I feel like all baking, even if it's something easy, mm-hmm. easier, or something that takes, like, two days, like a sourdough, as we've right. discussed, it always feels very loving. It does, yeah. Like, regardless of what, like, make a simple cookie, still feel the love. Loving for and yourself, so, yes. loving for others. Um, and, there, and there's something about a biscuit that feels particularly, like rustic and homey and loving because it's not necessarily a dessert so it doesn't feel like a special occasion-y celebration indulgence it's just like a uh, a comforting home good yeah that can be applied to a lot of different things you can eat it with so many different a variety can, let's 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 you can eat it for breakfast and like a, a biscuit sandwich or Absolutely. biscuits and gravy obviously biscuit with some eggs. biscuits and eggs oh so good you can have it like with a soup or with a chili oh yeah yeah or, like, on the side of your, like, I don't know, turkey, ham, dinner, whatever. Yeah, have it for dinner with some fried chicken. Yeah, what have you. Yeah, fried chicken. Have it chicken. for dessert, throw some jam on there. Yeah, delicious. A little honey. Yeah, hell oh. yes. Um, so the biscuits that I made uh-huh. with, with the boyf um, were a butter biscuit. Ooh. So they took a little, a bit, little longer, bit longer and also, like, living in L.A., it is challenging to not let the butter melt. And it's we did that, have to, like, let it wait. It's that, like, ten minutes that are really stressful yeah. when you're... <laughs> it's like, do it fast, but don't get your hands warm. Here's and, a question. Yes. Did, you use, yeah. uh, did you use two knives? Did you use a butter cutter? Did you use your hands to So I think the first butter? we use... So we don't have, um, we don't have like, one of those pastry, pastry fun things. Mm-hmm. Because, like, we don't cook 
bake mm-hmm. enough mm-hmm. for that to be worth it. So I think we first just used two like forks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then when it was getting frustrating, we were like, all right, we're going to use our hands, but we're going to do it really quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, and it worked and we used buttermilk. Oh yeah. And they were, it first of all made so fucking many. Yeah. And also they were so <laughs> incredible. And then we looked at each other and we were like, we can never make these again because <laughs> They, because we know what is in them, and also we just eat, we just ate like all of them, and it was ridiculous. <laughs> but if you want to look it up, the reason that I really wanted to make these biscuits are they were from Joanna Gaines' cookbook. Oh, Joanna sorry. Gaines can of I, Chip and Joanna Gaines. Can, I, can I, we just take a pause here? Because mm-hmm. every time I'm in the grocery store, there's some like gossip magazine talking about Chip and Joanna Gaines, and I don't know who the fuck either of these people are. Can you please explain to me? <gasps> Who, oh my God. who they are. Chip and Joanna Gaines are uh, the power couple of Fixer Upper, the hit HGTV show that films in um, Waco, Texas. Okay. Um, they fix, they flip houses? Yes. No, okay. no. Well, basically what they do is they, every episode, <laughs> there's a couple, they're usually white, they're usually straight. Okay. Um, who go to them and they're like, we have $700,000. And so then they show them like three houses that are like very cheap. And they're like, with your budget, we can buy the house for like $200,000 and then like make it literally the house of your Mm -hmm. dreams for the other $500,000. And then it's like always beautiful. All of the houses kind of end up looking exactly the same. But he he like does the construction. She does the styling. I see. Um, And then they also like live in Texas and have four, I guess now five kids and like a farm and it's very cute. And then she also has a kind of like cooking right so they have since like retired from fixture upper i think Ah. they still like have their construction business but they don't do the hgtv show anymore okay but she does have a cookbook Mm -hmm. that my boyfriend bought me one year because i love them (laughs) and also i had read online that she went she like extensively researched biscuits oh specifically i mean they live in texas so like yeah southern cooking whatever and she was like i finally figured out like how to make what she considers a perfect biscuit. Oh. And I was like, I need to try this. So <laughs> it's obviously in the cookbook. And it definitely was more labor intensive because mm-hmm. we had to like chill the batter, all that stuff, had to be very careful about the butter. Some people go to such the extreme that they will refrigerate or freeze the butter, like all their dry oh, yeah. ingredients and like chill all of their cold ingredients and then like get like a marble slab for their countertop that they'll put in the fridge or the freezer to keep everything really cold. Like people go nuts. I mean, yeah, we did not do that. Yeah. But we did follow all of the instructions. And um they were honestly like some of the best biscuits I've ever eaten. Ooh. It was amazing. So like if you want to try it, you can borrow the Did cookbook. it have was just buttermilk sort of the, the liquid agent? Did it have what else did it have? <sighs> you know, now I don't remember. But we can look it up. We can look it up. Did you do an egg wash over the top or it was like I a little butter so. or a little brush or something? I believe so. Oh, that sounds good. Um, but it also just made like so many biscuits. <laughs> it made so fucking many biscuits. It made a southern portion It of made biscuits. a lot of biscuits, but it was very good and yeah. we need to make it again. The only thing is like then we had a bunch of buttermilk, but then we made her buttermilk pancakes, Ooh. which were also some of the best pancakes I've ever had. Yum, yum. You also had to refrigerate that. I love though. buttermilk. Yeah, buttermilk's great. It's also in, like, pretty much every soda bread recipe calls for buttermilk. Oh, it's so good. I do love soda bread. My mom would always make it on St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, that's adorable. And then other times also, because it's good. I mean, yeah. I don't like raisins baked into things, as you know. I don't either. But for some reason, soda bread, it's like, oh, okay. I don't love raisins in my soda bread, and some people are going to think I'm crazy for saying that, but... No, I don't either. I, I don't. 
put, I don't know, put jam on it. Like, I yeah. don't know, just get your fruit another way. I don't like the texture of a baked raisin. Okay, <laughs> sue me. On Rosh Hashanah, you're supposed to eat a circular challah, and oh. most of them have fucking raisins in them. Oh. And it makes me so mad. That's I always tough. have to find the ones without raisins. That's tough stuff. It's tough stuff. I- I don't love raisins or nuts in my baked goods. Nuts I'm fine with. Mm. Especially like in a brownie. See, I don't like no. nuts in the brownie. Okay. But that's just me, you okay. know? Like, no, I that's fair. I get I it. I won't yuck your yum. You're, you won't mind. I, I, I know, I've known plenty of people who do not want nuts in their baked goods. I get it. It can be a startling change of texture. I welcome it. I but I understand the aversion. <laughs> I will hold that space for you. All right, well. I'm glad we went down this little road yeah. of more baking. I love... Also, make some biscuits soon. Make some biscuits any day. Oh, I meant you. Or scones or whatever. Oh, yeah, I me. meant specifically, can you please make some biscuits? Yes, I will. I, also, I was going to I this week. Some. I am going to this week. I'll probably make them on Thursday. Wow. Well, cool that you didn't make them earlier when I was there. I know. Uh, I mean, you can come back. I'll stop by. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm here. Um, should we move on to a segment? Let's do a saggy poo. <laughs> saggy, saggy, saggy poo. Yes, so I think we decided to do another updates, but this one might be a skosh different because we might update also on some season two episodes that we already recorded. <laughs> I guess that only applies to mine. Um, no, because I'm also going to talk about one of mine. So okay. would you like to go first? I will go first. Okay. And the biggest update is that two weeks ago, a, a new friend of mine named Jerry gave me some of his kombucha scoby. And that is going to be the beginning of my new fermentation adventure. I had been hankering. I'd been sort of keeping my ear to the ground for someone with a scoby because I didn't want to get one from the internet. I'm sure it works. I'm sure it works. I'm just a little... They were on Shark Tank. Oh. (laughs) Well, I don't watch Shark Tank, so... (laughs) I'm just wary. Anyway, but I got some scoby and uh, my uh, my booch hooch, as I'm calling it. (laughs) The booch hooch enterprise is underway. What's her name? Her name is Tyra. Tyra. This is the name of my scoby, and I'm really excited to experiment with different flavors and like see how it goes. Try and get some carbonation going. I'm very excited. That's the update. It's the update on fermentation, just in case Tyra, people don't know that that is what yes, kombucha is. Tyra and Howard are now the Adam and Eve of my fermentation empire. <sighs> That's adorable. I also just <laughs> love that like you would know somebody who could give you Honestly, a scope. it was only a matter of time it before really I found the person. Did you even it, have to ask, or did it just, like, come up in conversation? It just conversation? came up in yeah, conversation. That, yeah, that of course it did. Sense. It came up because, I obviously, talk about my sourdough starter and my bread a lot, and I think somebody else who I was in this group I was with brought it up, and then a different person was like, oh, Jerry has a kombucha scoby, and I was like, Jerry! <laughs> so, quick cue. Is a scoby like your sourdough starter where you have to, like, have it, or did he give you... His like, how did he just have an extra? Right. So every scoby. time, every time you feed it, quote unquote, yes. it it grow, it keeps growing. Like it grows like a new layer. So he gave so kind he of just like gave me a layer of okay. It. So kind of like the sourdough. Yeah, it's like that. You like yeah. have it. You have whatever. like, and you can like start multiple batches with the same scoby. And like, so he like had a couple going. He had scoby to spare. I threw in some of my starter to sweeten the deal. And now he has a little bit of Howard. I have my Tyra, and we are we are just one happy fam family. Okay, another question. Yes. I am a, a kombucha novice. I mm. I don't enjoy it. It's an acquired taste, which is you know fine. I get I get why people like it. I'm sure it would be good for my gut. Yeah, I actually looked it up. There isn't any conclusive evidence. It is. It, there isn't actually any conclusive evidence that the bacteria in it is probiotic. Well, that's not surprising. It's not surprising. But, like, the tea in it is good for you. Okay, like, good. tea is good for you. There's plenty of antioxidants, and you can mix it with different sure. fruit juices or flavorings or, like, ginger. And, like, all that stuff is good for your digestive system. Does but, yeah. the SCOBY itself have a flavor? 
Or do you have to add the flavor to the drink? Good question. So the SCOBY is sort of like it, like a colony of bacteria, right. and the liquid that you submerge it in is like sweetened tea. Okay. And it, the, the SCOBY eats the sugar and produces lactic acid, and that's what gives it the sour taste that you taste in kombucha. That's what the fermentation, fermentation. process. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, the flavor of just the like unpasteurized like raw kombucha should have like a slightly vinegary taste, and will taste a little bit like tea. When you go on to like the second phase of fermentation. That's when you add in like fruit juices or other fruit or like different flavors that you want to add. Okay, so the what so the liquid that you have it in now, yeah. you created the flavor of. Yeah, it's just a green tea with sugar. Okay, and then if you wanted to do different flavors, would you you pour out the liquid into a bottle and I then would, add it? I or? would save some of that liquid and I would take the scoby and put it in another container with different flavoring agents. Okay, so the scoby needs to be in it. To ferment it, yes. So it, it's not like the liquid is fermented and then you can add a flavor to it. No, I can't just like mix new stuff in with the... Because you want to have one that's just sort of like unadulterated, like pure scoby okay. kombucha. Is there scoby in the thing that you drink in the final product? A tiny, tiny little bit. Is that the weird junk at the bottom? Yeah, you're not supposed, that's why you're not supposed to shake your kombucha. Yeah, so I did not and definitely, and I think I fucking forgot. Yes! I forgot what the situation was, but I was either like buying somebody a kombucha or like was holding it and like yeah. handing it to them. And I was like, I'll do you a favor. Let me mixy mix it this up. And no. they were upset with me. But yeah. it's, they just let it settle. It's fine. It's fine. Like it won't kill you. Also, no. if you didn't drink it, it just that's not the part that tastes good. Right. So I, I yeah. did not realize that. But yes, I'm clear-eyed. I don't think the kombucha is going to change my life. I don't think it's a a, a superfood. I think it's just some tasty bubbly tea. That looks exciting. And also, yes. you love fermentation. I do. It's very so exciting. So it's a new adventure. Even if like you hate it, what a fun new skill. Yeah, what a fun new skill. What's your update? So my update on Valvoline is that, <laughs> um, going back to season uno, um, is that I recently moved and I have now moved closer to mm. a Valvoline. Is it closer to the Valvoline where no. we... Okay. But it's closer to a Valvoline. <laughs> and when we were driving to the apartment... Wait, is it the Valvoline on National? It's the Valvoline on National in Robertson. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's near the GPS station. Yeah. Which is great. So yeah, when my boyfriend and I were looking for a place, we kept kind of looking around-ish that area. And <laughs> when we finally like signed the lease and we were driving away, he was like, oh, look. And there's a Valvoline. And I was like, mm, you it's know. a sign. It's like, you know. Yeah. So that's exciting. <laughs> so great. And so good that you're moving to a new place. Oh, yes, I'm very Closer excited. to me. Closer to you. And also, I feel like we should do an app there sometime. Yeah. When it's not full of boxes. I mean, another, a new app for Renee's new new abode coming that to you soon. Fun. Coming to your feet. Might be season three. But like, who's to say? Who, who knows how fast I'm going to unpack? Probably be, not at all. I will come over with biscuits ready to record. <gasps> oh, don't make promises you can't keep. <laughs> I, I can keep that promise. Great. <laughs> I'm just going to hold you to it now. We have it in recording. Yes, um, yes. I guess another update is from earlier this season. I feel like my episode on One Hit Wonder trashy mm. reality competition shows yeah. lacked the depth and breadth mm. that I was hoping for. Uh. So I feel like every once in a while I'm just going to add to it. Okay, great. So I recently finished binging Love is Blind on Netflix. Oh, yes. Not at all surprised by that. No. At all. Um, it was incredible. You were looking at my face. There was no surprise there. No, no. Literally, like, not a single reaction from you, which... Oh. <laughs> I've heard no, of no, it. it. Which makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> like, to be expected. Um, I will have it noted that I was watching it on my Netflix, 
And then I was at my boyfriend's apartment and I was like, oh, can I use your Netflix? Because it's like on the big screen. I wanted to watch it on the big screen. I was saving the last episode as I do. It wasn't until like 11 o'clock at night and literally could not find it because our algorithms are so fucking different. <laughs> like I had to physically search for it by typing it in. Whereas on mine, it popped up the day it was released and was like, you might like this. And I was like, Netflix, you right. <laughs> you right. You right. <laughs> um, anyway, so I watched that with my roommates. They fucking loved it. We loved it. We text about it all the time. Drank some wine. It's incredible. That sounds great. Yeah. I will never watch it, but I'm glad that you derive joy from it. I guess that's not really an update on a one-hit wonder terrible reality competition show because they are already casting for season two. Oh. Which that's like exciting. Oh, that is the dream. So you had a kid. Oh, well, I mean, this wasn't the one this wasn't either of our episodes, but obviously since we recorded and released our episode on Phoebe Waller Bridge and Fleabag, mm-hmm. she has since won Oh yeah. Just all, all the, the Emmys. All the fucking Emmys. All the awards. Which like deservedly so. And is one of the screenwriters on the James Bond movie that's coming out this spring. Literally what? You didn't know that? No. Girl. <gasps> yes. She's Phoebe Waller Bridge literally breaking boundaries, breaking genres. Yes. Like doing all of it, doing the acting, doing the producing, doing, doing the, the writing. writing. She's for, like, like all these different things. Oh, she's doing it all. Oh my God. And James Bond is like, what a what a male dominated story and like figure in the zeitgeist of all culture ever. Like Don't Phoebe Waller Bridge fucking getting in there. Amazing. Is, I'm really excited in- to see it. Incredible. I haven't seen James Bond. Well, there, first of all, there hasn't been a James Bond movie in a long-ass time. That's not true. Yeah. When it's was the last one? Yeah, that was a long time ago. Oh, okay. That was... I guess my idea of a long time ago and your idea of a long time ago are different. <laughs> a pick, clearly. I thought you meant, like, the 80s. Oh, no. It's, it, was in, it was in 2012. That was eight oh, years Jesus ago. Lord, that was, that that was, was a, long a long time ago. ago. Oh, wowzers. Time really does fly. That was, like, and Javier Bardem was in that one. It's It's been a minute. Billie Eilish did the new... Yeah. Here's, I will, uh, this is a tangent, but um, we can cut it for time <laughs> if, good. if need be. It's, we got nothing but time. Okay, great. I don't particularly love Billie Eilish, uh-huh. but I love that she has like her very own distinct style, yeah. her very own distinct sound mm-hmm. that like doesn't really sound like anything else that's going on in pop right now. Um, is like a young woman who's getting all of this recognition for really like breaking the 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 idea of what a pop star looks like or totally. sounds like. I think that's really great. I think she talks about like depression and anxiety a lot mm-hmm. and makes it like very relatable. Um and she did it like with her brother in their fucking like room. So like so I don't cute. love the music. Right. But I can appreciate what she is doing and what she stands for and the fact that she is being recognized on a global yeah, scale. I think it's great. Not to say that there aren't people doing the same thing who aren't getting that recognition. True, of course. But good for you, Billy. Yeah. No detraction from her talent. Absolutely not. Which no. is immense. And yeah, I, I love her James Bond song and I'm really, I actually am really excited for this movie, but watching the trailer, it became clear to me that I will have to go back and watch some of the Daniel Craig James Bond movies because... Did you say Daniel Craig? Daniel Craig. Okay. Daniel Craig James Bond movies because none of the plot points that were referenced made any sense to me. I have seen none of them. <laughs> you haven't seen any of them? No. Oh. I have, like, no interest. We, we should make a night of it. <gasps> Ooh, fun. Let's do it. Okay. Isn't that fun? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I it's a date. Okay, great. Biscuits. <laughs> Can there be biscuits and wine? Biscuits and Daniel Craig and, and wine. And wine. <laughs> yeah. Um, great. Yeah, that's it. Sounds good. Well, Until next time. What a wholesome app. Yeah, what a wholesome app.
Look at us. Good night, everybody. Giving that sweet, sweet, family-friendly content to the fans. (laughs) Family-friendly content to the fans. And good morning, good night. Good day. Good afternoon. And again, I say good day. And good day to you. Good day to you. Your next obsession. Locally produced in a very hot apartment in Los Angeles. We're your hosts, Quinn and Renee. Special thanks to Jono for our music, Dean for our graphics, and Quinn for editing. You're welcome. Let us know what you thought of this episode by leaving a comment and don't forget to subscribe. For more information on us and the show, search Your Next Obsession Podcast on all the social medias and or send an email to your next obsession podcast at gmail.com. Thanks, thanks for, for listening. listening. We're adorable. We're so cute. <laughs>